everyone. This is Karina Antis for another episode of Behind the Pen. Today, my guest is Terry Thompson. Welcome to the show, Terry. Good morning, Karina. Thanks for having me on the show. Whereabouts are you? Uh, currently, I live in uh, Virginia in the U.S. And, and how is it over there at the moment, weather-wise? It's actually kind of nice today. So uh, it's been a little rainy uh, during the season, but it's starting to warm up a little bit. So today we're expecting about 60, 62 degrees. That is really good. Good. Yeah, we're, um, I'm over in Corfu, Greece, and uh, we had thunderstorms all night. So it's been rainy and really cloudy most of the day. But uh, I hardly go outside, so I don't really, doesn't really bother me if it rains. I'm quite happy to sit. Yeah, I want to make a trip to Greece one of these days. There's a couple of really nice spots over there. Where do you fancy going? Um, I, I'm, I mean, just all around, really. I mean, I've seen some nice pictures of some places. I can't pronounce a couple of the names, but once again, it's just looking at pictures and I see how nice these places are. And I was like, man, that'd be a really nice place to visit. It is a beautiful place. I and, San, and Santor, Santorini. Santorini, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the, the Greek people are beautiful people. They've got such a lovely character and they're so um, welcoming and um, so laid back. It's unbelievable. Um, even, you know, we went, uh, nearly got out of the Euro and we went in the black. and We had a really, really hard time the last two years. But the Greek people are so, so strong that no matter what happens, they overcome it. And um, that, that's just amazing. But yeah, I hope you do get over here because it is a beautiful place. Anyway, let's get back to you. I want to know, now I know you as a uh, entrepreneur and a nonfiction author, um, but I want to know you, your, a little bit about your background growing up. Um, where did you actually, were you actually born where you are now? Have you moved? Um, did you do any um, university? Tell me a little bit about your background. Okay, so I grew up in a military family, which means I travel a lot. And I, I think I'm finally settled down now, but I really spent the entire uh, part of my life traveling around either uh, with my family, who was a military family. I was also in the military for 24 years. So I wow. really spent my entire life traveling around. I was born in Germany and uh you know, and once again, traveling from Germany to the U.S. Uh, I mean, I've been to Panama. I've been deployed several times, Afghanistan, Iraq. I mean, I could go on down the line of all the places that I've been. I've been all around the world um, being in and around the military. So I can't really say that I'm from one, any one place because I've never stayed in one place long enough to say that that's home. Um, so I've always kind of grown up with the motto of wherever I lay my head, that's home. But what and about I've, education? That must have been difficult moving around to actually... Yeah, so I've always been the new guy. So everywhere yeah. that I go, I'm always the new guy. So the, the, the key to that is, is being a new person anywhere that you go, is being able to get in and fit in as quickly as possible. So I had to really be resilient because every, you know, every couple of years, every two years, we would we would pack up and we would travel. We would move to a new place. Wow. So finding a new home, finding new friends, finding new things to get into and rolling and all this. So I've really spent a, a lifetime of just being the new guy everywhere that I went. But did that affect your, your exams and your education? Uh, it gave me a different perspective. 
because every place had different requirements. So if I was in one state, you know, they had their state requirements. You had to study their history. If you was in another state, you had to study like their history or their, you know, yeah. social studies or their government type stuff or whatever the case, you know. So traveling around, I think it gave me a wide variety of knowledge and experience that I've been able to take with me everywhere that I've gone. So are you able to finish your, your normal school education? Did you do any further education? Did you go yeah. to university? I did, yeah. So I, I went to a few different ones because I had specific things that I was trying to accomplish. So I do have a degree. I have a business degree. And I'm also working towards uh, certifications because, you know, a degree will get you only so far and then you have mm -hmm. to continue your education. So I strongly believe in certifications. So some of the things that I've worked towards is Lean Six Sigma, Agile Management, a lot of business stuff because, once again, I'm a, I'm a business person. So I've taken a lot of business courses, business certification type stuff. Right at this moment, I mean, are you self-employed as an entrepreneur or do you have a full-time job as well as doing what you're doing? I do have a full-time job. Yeah, so I, so I work, uh, so I, being in the military, I still work around the military. So I work as a training developer at a military school. Oh, so wow. what that means is, is that I actually write the courses that the instructors teach. So I work hand in hand with the instructors to develop their content, develop their courses. I write those courses for them, and then they stand in front of the students and teach the course. Wow, that's amazing. How long have you mm -hmm. been doing that? Uh, going on two years now. You enjoy it? I absolutely enjoy it uh, sometimes. You know, because <laughs> when the content changes, when the material changes, when there's changes, that's where, you know, that's where it becomes a little tricky because then we have to make all those changes. And there's processes and procedures that we have for that. Sometimes that tends to get in the way. Sometimes we're allowed the freedom to make those changes. So I really enjoy it because it allows me to learn, grow, and develop into new things because this is a new career path for me. Although I'm using my, my abilities, my knowledges, and my skills of writing, exactly, yeah. the content is different. So I'm, I'm taking what I've learned, using it to my advantage or my ability to serve in other areas, which is writing. That's amazing that, that, that your full-time work is actually going and helping you as the entrepreneur because, I mean, you have your hands in everything. Um, mm -hmm. Before we go into those businesses, let's, let's talk about your books. While you were serving, I mean, did you, did that actually get you started writing? Because I know your books are business books and um, self-help books and um, leadership. Mind. So I write yeah. a lot about leadership. Yeah. Yeah. Leadership and that. Um, but you must have experienced a lot while you were in the military. Have you ever thought about writing up about your experiences? Do they do? I mean, does that help you at all with the books that you're writing now? It does because, you know, I, I'm a nonfiction author, so I write a lot of things from knowledge and experience that I've personally faced. So here's the thing. The idea is, is that I'm always writing things down. I'm always taking notes. I'm always observing. And, and it has served me well because I have a lot of great examples of being, you know, being a junior leader to a senior leader myself. You know, and I've always taken notes on those types of things, whether it be those uh, situations, circumstances, whether it be an example that I can make or that I can learn, because I've always tried to find something that I could learn from it and teach to others. And that's really a part of mentorship. So I write about mentorship as well, too. 
And, you know, and that the basic idea behind mentorship is teaching others, being the example, knowing the example, doing the example so that mm. others can follow. Yeah. The, the, the first book you wrote, I mean, how many years ago was that? And what was your first book? So here, here's a funny story behind my first book. My first book actually was a combination of a bunch of blog posts. So ah. I, I was like, you know what? I'm going to publish a book. I'm going to take this content and I'm going to wrap it up into a nice, you know, readable format type of a book. And that's what became my first book, which is called Leadership Solved. So that was born out of uh, originally blog posts. I kind of put a little bit of a formula behind it because I like acronyms. So I took the word leadership and said, okay, what does leadership mean to me? And I took each letter and made that into a word in and of itself. And I wrote about what that word means to me. Wow. That's, that's really unique. And the mm -hmm. blog posts were what you actually had on your blog. I did. I had them on my blog uh, at one time. And then, of course, once I published the book, uh, I removed the blog post because now it's on Amazon in a book format. So, of course, back then when, you, when I enrolled that into the KDP program, you couldn't have the content anywhere else. So I removed okay. the blog post content, published it into a book. And uh, now I have that as an ebook. I have it as a paperback book and I have it as an audio book. So I got the paperback book got right here. I love it. Well. Wow. Excellent. But um, you saying that when you first published your book, it was in KDP. Now mm -hmm. you're a new author because I mean, I, when I first published my book, there was no such thing as Kindles and e-readers and right. stuff. Absolutely. So, yeah. So 2013 is when I published my first book. Uh, it was 2013. And since then, I've published uh, a few books since then. So all in all, I've got five books. Well, I mean, I've got seven books out there, but I've got uh, five that I really kind of focus on. One, uh, my newest book, my latest one, is called Morning Routines. And that's all about, uh, you know, daily habits and establishing a morning routine that helps uh, you win the day, so to speak. In other words, get up early, have breakfast, do your exercise. Mm -hmm. Me, no, I sleep until I'm ready to get up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I wish I, mean, I could I... do that, but but I'm an early riser. So during the week, I get up at four o'clock in the morning and on the weekends, oh I tend God. to sleep in a little bit. But, wow. uh, you know, it's hard to. I, I was up, I, I slept in this morning, you know, and that was at seven o'clock. So I got up at seven o'clock this morning and that's uh, that's sleeping in for me. See, I suffer from insomnia, so I don't sleep. And if I do fall asleep, it will be about maybe five, six o'clock in the morning. And then yeah. I get woken up to take my medication. Um, so I have to get up then. And then, of course, I start work at 10 o'clock every morning for my clients. I make sure that's my routine. That's as strict as I will get, making sure that computer <laughs> goes on at 10 and it turns off yeah. at 10 at night. Um, <laughs> Yeah, the yeah, rest I'm a creature of, the of habit, so I, I, like, I like staying within certain things that help keep me, I guess, focused, uh, so to speak. So if I break those habits or I go outside of that, you know, it kind of throws up a red flag for me because it's something different. So I, once again, being a creature of habit, it helps me I establish those routines. Being in the military sort of brought that out of you because you mm -hmm. had to have a schedule while you were working in the military absolutely getting up at I mean, a certain I, time i can tell you of a time where i used to get up at two o'clock in the morning because i had to be at work at three yeah yeah so that must have uh, got you ready for that to, to i mean that's followed you all through your life now having that schedule yeah. do you do that with your family do you no do you not at all 
No, it's now, just you. Now, now, now my wife gets up at earlier. She gets up before I do, but you know, I don't, I don't really require anything like that. No, I'm not like get up, you know, clean this, clean that, do this. No, I'm not like that. No, not with your kids either. Not, not with them. They, they need their sleep. <laughs> That's good. Cause sometimes, I mean, you could go a bit OTT and you could be a bit of um, OCD. Is it called OCD? Yeah. Yeah, OCD. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, um, Tell me, when you first published your first book, um, okay, Kindles were around and it was an e-book and it was an easier time then for, for people to publish. How did you get around with finding your marketplace, finding your readers? What did you do to sell your first book? And you must have had a little bit of idea about marketing. I mean, now you're an expert at it, but at the time, this was your learn. This is when you're learning. I mean, right. who did where did you get your experience from to to be able to to get your readers so i was already on social media at the time because social media has been around for a little bit and uh, and that was huge for me because i i immediately latched on to like facebook uh, i think facebook in the beginning was my biggest tool or resource that i used in which to reach out to people and that was just me joining groups posting to my friends uh once i figured out the whole hashtag thing then I started using hashtags eventually and it just kind of grew from there I went from Facebook uh, to Twitter I used Twitter in the beginning had no idea what it was gave up on it and then I went back to it again once I figured out how to use it and uh, but I definitely struggled with Twitter in the beginning and of course each platform just kind of grew from there Instagram uh, I just got on TikTok here about (laughs) not even two or three weeks ago so once again it's a matter of I look at social media as my arms and legs. And in the Mm -hmm. beginning, that's how I did that. Outside of that, it was word of mouth. I would go to work and I'd be like, Hey, I got a book. Here's my book. There's my book. You want a book? I got a book. Here's a book, (laughs) you know? And then I discovered over time, that was the wrong way to do it. You know what I'm saying? Shoving your book down people's throats on a daily basis. It just turned them away. So I stopped doing it, but I always had business cards with me. So every time there was an opportunity I would, you know, I would hand out business cards and I'll even share another quick story with you here as well, too. I got so bad at sharing my content, really my website. So my website, I look as my website is my home. That's my home. That's my base platform. And I would store everything on my website. I literally went down to Staples and got an ink stamper made and I would go everywhere ink stamping my website URL everywhere that I could okay. in the bathroom, on the wall, on a piece oh, of wood, dear. a piece of paper, toilet paper, everywhere that I would go, I would put a stamp of my website. And that's kind of how I gained visibility, you know, back in the day. Do you think, you think it definitely helped? It did. I think it did. It also got me in a little bit of trouble too, yeah. because somebody <laughs> found out that it was me that was stamping everything. It was like, hey, are you the guy stamping all the newspapers in here? I mean, I, like, I, I had uh, magnets and business cards and every single coffee shop I went into, I'd go into the ladies yeah. and I'd leave them on the mirror. And the mm-hmm. next day, if I go to the same coffee shop and it's gone, I'll leave another one. And someone actually asked me, you the one leaving the business cards? I said, yes. Yeah, I actually got into a confrontation with somebody one time about that because I walked into a place, I uh, put some business cards down on the table he got up out of his chair, picked all of them up and took them back into his office. And I turned around, I was like, Hey, what are you doing? You know, he was like, well, you can't do that. I was like, why not? 
know what I'm saying? And, and, here, and the interesting thing about that was, is, is I immediately stopped him. I said, Hey, do you even know what you're grabbing? I was like, look, have a seat down. Let me show you my website. Let me show you everything that's on this card. And if you're interested, please leave them there. If not, I'll take the cards back because I don't want you to throw them away and I'll put them somewhere else. And, you know, and the guy actually took time. He listened to what it is that I had to say, looked at my website, saw my books, and he kept the cards and put them back out on the table. See, I would have done that a different way. I would have actually asked, <laughs> excuse me, so <laughs> if I leave my cards here on your desk. I well, I'd rather, ask for, I'd rather just do and then ask for forgiveness later. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, any authors that are watching, um, having business cards, flyers, um, letting people uh, know about you, promoting yourself as much as you can outside of social media is just as important as it mm. is in social media. I'm very interested about um, you succeeding with Twitter because... I actually succeed with Facebook and I fail with Twitter. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, what is your secret for Twitter? How can Twitter work for authors? See, I'm the opposite. Twitter works best for me. I, I've had a little bit of luck with Facebook, but not as much as Twitter. And the thing with, here's the thing with social media. The thing with social media is, is that everyone is not going to see every piece of your content every time. So you have to be consistent. You have to be persistent. And you have to use the right hashtags in order to navigate into the many groups and, you know, things that are out there. Because a lot of the, a lot of social media is about groups or niches. Yeah. Okay. And that's where hashtags come into play. So once I figured out what those keyword hashtags were on Twitter, that's where I really kind of started to hone in on those particular groups. And there's a few hashtags in the author world and the reading world that people are paying attention to. And the thing is, is that you could choose a hashtag that's either banned or nobody's paying attention to it. You don't but once know again, that. it's a matter of doing your research. Exactly. And that changes all the time. I know that. I mean, some it of the does. words that are banned from Twitter are absolutely ridiculous. And you wouldn't think, or, or there, there's no reason for this word to be banned, but it is. And so before you do your hashtags, it is good to uh, get onto Google or Yahoo and um, check and see which uh, hashtags are banned because they do change all the time and you'll just be wasting your tweet and wasting your time right. if you and use that, that's just hashtag. one strategy uh, using uh, keywords i mean another thing is is you know once again other than shoving your book down someone's throat all the time be genuine be human about it show a little bit of your life so i'll share life pictures you know me and my kids i'll you know show hey here we are out and about here's pictures of the clouds in the sky. Yeah, well, once again, I'm being human about, about the whole thing. Give a variety because that will, that will connect better with people other than here's my book, here's my book, here's my exactly. book. Exactly. Yeah, never, never. Uh, I mean, once a week is enough to, to leave a link on Instagram for your book and the rest of the, right. the days, if you're doing one, one uh, Instagram a day, to make sure there's variety, make sure there's uh, some humor, um, something interesting for them to read that's uh, where tiktok comes into play because i i kind of expanded myself out into kind of a little bit of a humorous side because i can be kind of straight and, and narrow and uh being on tiktok has allowed me to kind of expand a little bit beyond that comfort zone and that's what it is you know people get comfortable instead of instead of you know stretching out and being resourceful and i think that that's a key thing right there you see, TikTok, as soon as you say that word, what I see 
our dancers <laughs> dance into very small pieces of music yeah. um, the same uh, piece of music 24,000 dancers doing their own dancing that to me is TikTok so how are you using that yourself so the thing with TikTok is is that you get you can record either a 15 second or a 60 second clip and it doesn't necessarily have to be with music behind it. I've gotten on TikTok, hit record, and just spoke for 15 seconds and said, hey, this is Terry, and today's word of the day is motivation. Make sure that you're motivated, stay motivated, and go out there and be motivated. End. And then I'll throw some hashtags on. I'll put a title that says be motivated, hashtag this, hashtag that, hashtag that, submit. Wow. It's that easy. So the thing is, is that a lot of the people that are like, TikTok famous, so to speak. Yeah, they're out there dancing and doing this, that, and the other because TikTok is really for the younger audience, for the uh -huh. for the for the younger audience. And but there's also an audience in other genres that are out there, primarily business people, because there's also a lot of business people that are on there. And once again, they're just sharing their message, and that's all that it is. It's another platform to share your message and to do some other things to put a human element to it. I've actually done a couple of things outside of just talking on the camera, and once again, that reached a different type of an audience. I got some comments, got a bunch of likes. You know, it's using the platform for what it is. Now, I'm not going to dance, but I'll do some other things. <laughs> I, might, I might have a go at that. I've never really thought about uh, TikTok being used for our um our medium but um yeah do you I'm so here's how i would use a uh, TikTok as well too so let's say for example from a fiction author standpoint i would get on there and i would read like because keep in mind you only got 15 seconds or 60 seconds okay that's not a lot of time mm -hmm. but if you use the 60 second part and you read like maybe a line from your book and said hey this is the greatest book that you've ever read Connect with more at KarinaCantus.com <laughs> and then hit exit. And that's all that you got to do. Throw some hashtags on there, send it out there. Right. And once again, you at the end of this me. interview, I'm joining TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> so but, TikTok um, will also allow you to add your Instagram and your YouTube account. So if you got Instagram and YouTube and that's the only two social media that you can actually add, you can't add a website or anything like that. Yeah. But once again, you're, if you get people to click on that and they go to your Instagram or your YouTube, they'll, they'll follow more from you. That's cool. Can you have your, your TikTok videos onto your YouTube channel? Do you do that? You can, you can share. I haven't done that myself, but I know that there's uh, share options. When you, do, when you do create a TikTok, you can share it across social media. So once the video is created, you, you know, once again, it pops up these icons. You can share it across multiple platforms. Wow, that's excellent. Thank you, thank you for letting me know about that. It's, uh, mm -hmm. I'll give it a go, and if it works, then I can share it with my clients. That's brilliant. Yeah, um, it, it's another platform for visibility. Yeah, most definitely. You take what you can nowadays. It's so competitive, our world. It's, um, oh, I'm a fiction author, you're a non-fiction author. But um, mm -hmm. yeah, there's so much competition out there. Um, your latest book, what are you working on now, uh, Terry? So I always write about leadership. And uh, so once I, once I conducted my keyword analysis, because there is a process behind, you know, keyword analysis and what's trending, what's not, what are people looking for? So I do have a process on that. That's for another video. But um, 
after conducting that, there's, you know, there's a keyword out there on how to lead people. Okay. So that's a huge keyword that a lot of people are searching for, you know, whether it's in the personal life, professional life, business world, whatever label you want to put on it. So I'm currently working on a book called how to lead people. And, uh, and so I'm finding some topics and some subject areas and some things that I have within my own knowledge and experience. And I'm providing, you know, once again, tips, tools, techniques, resources on how to lead people. Well, uh, I'm author assist. I, I run services for authors, about 30 different uh, services um, that help authors promote and market. Um, I do the work, but I also teach them how to do it so that they don't have to come back to me again. They don't have to pay more money for someone else to do it, that I've taught them how to do it themselves. And I think that's really important that that the knowledge that we have, because we, we knew nothing at one time, that we give it back. And, um, and that's what you're doing with Author Teach. So why don't you um, tell us a little bit about uh, Author Teach? Yeah, exactly. So author teach, uh, authorteach.com. My premise behind that is once again, to share a lot of the knowledge and experience that I've learned over the years as an author, even though it's really not, you know, I, I, I first published my book back in 2013. So I have about six years knowledge and experience as an author, but I have over 20 years knowledge and experience as a marketing specialist. And that's the yeah. thing right there is that for me, being an author is a business. Okay. And that's what I'm doing with author teach. I'm teaching you that business aspect of it, marketing, you know, how to market yourself, how to market your book, how to do things like keyword research, how to do graphics, how to do videos. It's an, it's a lot of how to type stuff Yeah. because at the end of the day, you know, uh, there, there's some authors that are kind of stubborn. I know it all. I know exactly how to do this. And I'm like, well, let me open your mind a little bit. And that's my goal with author teach is to present things in a new way or a different way or a way that you might not have looked at it and open your eyes and open your mind to new opportunities. And that's what author teach is all about. I want to teach coach, train and mentor authors to be a better version of themselves, to write better books, to market better, you know, because there, you know, there's always room for improvement. I don't know everything, but the things that I do know, they've been helpful for me and I want to be able to give back and hopefully they'll be helpful for you. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I'm doing. And I'm the same. I'm still learning. I I mean, TikTok, you've just told me and we've had a conversation where I've helped you with something. And yeah. while we're going along, we're, we're letting people know what we know and we're teaching them, but we're also learning new things. And being specialists like ourselves, we have to keep up with the new marketing techniques. So we have Absolutely. to do our own courses. So we know what we're talking about. We don't want to talk about stuff that happened 10 years ago that doesn't work anymore. So right. as, as specialists, we're, we're giving out these courses ourselves, but we're doing courses as well to keep up with the trend because it changes mm. all the time. I'm investing in myself all the time. So, so that's the thing. You got to be able to invest in your own knowledge and experience, even if it's just $7, you know, I mean, I, I've invested as much as a thousand dollars to attend a course, but the knowledge and experience that I got from that course tremendously helped me out. Exactly. You know, and a lot of these entrepreneurs that are out there, I mean, I, I could go down the line on entrepreneurs that I've attended their training. I've met some, I've met a few millionaires. I actually got to speak on stage with one of them. And I thought that was absolutely amazing. The guy brought me up on stage, let me speak to his audience. 
and, and I laid into him. I was talking about my books, my website and everything. And I was like, wow, this is awesome. You know? <laughs> and, uh, you know, so, so once again, it's a matter of investing in yourself and, and, you know, and there's no shame in that. If you don't know something, everything is like, I like Marie Forleo. Everything is figure outable. She said, everything is figure outable. The internet is filled with all kinds of knowledge, experience, videos, go oh, learn something new. All the answers are there. You just have to take the time mm -hmm. to look for it. Exactly. Absolutely. But I do, I invest in my own training. I mean, whether it's $7 all the way up to $1,000, I've invested in my own knowledge and experience so that I can take that and give it back to my community and author teach. Because exactly. here's the thing, not everybody that's a part of the author teach community can go out and pay $1,000 for a course. Exactly. I can. I go do that. I take that knowledge and experience and I bring it back to you for $5 or $10 a month, yeah. which is affordable, yeah. but you're getting thousand dollar knowledge and experience that I've gotten and bring it and bringing it back to you. Yeah, exactly. Um, I got into, I got into, well, I was accused of, of using someone for getting knowledge off them and then mm -hmm. selling it off to my clients when it wasn't because all the way through these years you you're learning doesn't matter yes. who you're learning from or what you've learned you're always learning and right. in my profession in in author assist i want to give that back whether i've paid for it or i've learned it from somebody else i want right. to give that back i want them people my clients to know about that that it works and that you right. should try that is is that uh stealing from somebody i don't i don't think of it that way i don't think so because look at it this way if you kind of if you kind of look at it from a different perspective everything in the world is copyrighted everything okay everything has already been said everything has already been done and it's just a matter of paraphrasing from that taking it into something that's your own and giving that back in a way that somebody else can learn and grow and develop from that. Yeah. Okay. Now I might not necessarily use exactly word for word what I learned from somebody else because I'll paraphrase from that, shift it yeah. into something that makes sense to me and to my audience. Yeah. And, and that's how I kind of not necessarily get around on that, but that's, that's how I use that knowledge and information uh, and shape it into something different. Well, so, we, wouldn't be, we wouldn't be who we are. Uh, other businesses wouldn't be as popular as they are if they mm. didn't learn from somewhere. Right. You've got to get Everything that knowledge. Everything gets out there somewhere. as a part of something else. Yeah, it comes from somewhere. No matter where it comes from, it comes from somewhere. It starts somewhere. And we, we want to give that back. Others keep mm. it for themselves, of course. Yeah. Um, I, I love these uh, best-selling uh, New York uh, uh, authors, New York Times authors, that um, you say to them, oh, you know, congratulations, and, you know, how did you get it? What, how do you, you market your books? You know, what's your tips? And they never tell you. Mm. They, they don't want to tell you how... Or they don't know. Well, they, I mean, they must have done something to get to the, to the New York Times bestseller list or mm -hmm. Amazon bestseller i know everyone can be an amazon bestseller for one second and take <laughs> yeah. that title and say yes i was and look i've got a screenshot of the proof that i was number one for five minutes i've done that <laughs> yeah i've done that i've done that with all my books yeah i am a number one amazon bestseller I, i've done that you've done that mm -hmm. 
Um, and people use that title, it's used very freely now. But mm -hmm. the ones that have actually got the 300 odd reviews, the ones that are actually up there in the charts, they won't give you the, the miracle answer of how they did it. To them, that's theirs. They keep it to themselves so they can use it for their other books. They don't want, I mean, it is a competition. They don't want other authors to know. Whereas if I have success, I want to teach authors how to get that same success. Right. I think that there's a marketing team behind uh, a lot of the New York Times bestsellers. So the thing is, is that, you know, Stephen King, for example, I use him as an example. I highly doubt that Stephen King is really out there pushing his books and this, that, and the other. Now, of course, he's got movies, he's got other things, you know, but it was that first thing that got his foot in the door. And then from there, he could just take a step back and write while, every, while he's got a team that does all this other stuff for him. So the thing is, is that Stephen King could put out, you know, like a mini something, whatever that something may be. And it's going to be a bestseller just because of he's already okay. established himself, his name as, you know, Stephen King. Yeah. Right. Your everyday average author is not going to be able to not. I can't say that they're not going to be able to do that, but they have to be able to be their own best marketer. You, you push your yourself and your book out in different directions and I've always believed this. You're always one thing away, one person away, one connection away, one idea away, one thought away. In other words, one something away. One step, one step. From, and if you can from get, success. Exactly. If you can get up that step, you've made it. And I think mm -hmm. everybody has that chance of that one person reading that book. Yes. I mean, and I that chance is growing day by day because there's all these different platforms that are out there. I'll give you an example. Look at social media, for example. TikTok, fairly new social media platform. You get all these people that are out there using that platform, becoming TikTok famous, so to speak, getting millions of followers, millions mm -hmm. of viewers. That's great. That's where, that's where the businesses come in and say, hey, in your next video, I want you to put a bag of Doritos behind you. Uh, and exactly. every time that you're on a video, the they're going to see that bag of Doritos or that yeah. Dre Beats headphones or whatever the case may be. Yeah. See? That's where you start attracting that, that attention. Even on a platform like a TikTok, for example, you get all these different followers. People are going to tear that up. They're going to eat that up. You know, look yeah. at me behind me. I've got books behind me. I'm doing that for a reason because yeah. I'm connected with those authors. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, those... I'm looking at you, but I can see your books behind you very easily. Yeah. And every time you do your videos, you have those books behind you. You're promoting right. yourself without even opening your mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there's a couple of those authors that are back there I'm actually connected to on social media. So every time I'm visible or I'm out somewhere, I post a picture of their book. I will tag them in that post, and then we engage and interact. And guess what happens with that? Now they share my stuff. So it's reciprocal. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. I think, I think um, cross-promotion is uh, the, the number one marketing technique at the moment mm -hmm. is helping each other yeah influencer marketing is huge but the, you got to get your foot in the door on an influencer which is actually easier than you think okay if you if you could give uh, just um yeah if you give one tip for for a new author they've just published their book and they, they don't know what to do next what what would, advice would you give them now you don't have to be everywhere, but you have to be somewhere. I like okay? that. 
Now, here's the thing, and here's what I mean behind that. I strongly believe that your website is your home. Okay, that's somewhere. Your arms and legs or your, your, you know, the way that you invite people into your home is social media. Use your resources to your advantage because a lot of authors, I think, tend to limit their thinking and limit themselves on things. There's never a lack of resources, only a lack of resourcefulness. Mm. Okay. And Tony Robbins said that quote right there. I'm, I'm taking that from Tony Robbins. Okay. <laughs> but you have to be resourceful in how you use your resources out there to gain visibility towards yourself. I know that's kind of a lot of things no, that, that I kind of tied into one answer there. But, but that's how, kind of how I think with that. Build your home, okay? And people are not going to come to it just because you built it. Put yourself out there. Don't be afraid to be out there because you know what? You've got to put yourself out there if you're going to be able to bring some, someone or something back to it. That's it. You can't shy away and wait for someone to knock on your door and say, hi, have you all, you know, have you published a book? I'd like to buy it. People don't know about you and they don't know about your book, especially new authors. You're going to be highly disappointed if you think that's how it works. Exactly. You need to put yourself out there. Well, mm -hmm. Terry, it's been an honor chatting with you about uh, your book and your business. Absolutely. Thank you. I mean, I, once again, every time that we have a conversation, I think we always learn something from each other. And I've greatly appreciated you, your friendship your show and to everybody that's out there listening, you know, thank you for everything. Uh, I look forward to meeting everybody and seeing everybody around. And, uh, you know, once again, Karina, thank you. You're very welcome. Thank you for being a guest on Behind the Pen.